0: Welcome to DBP, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with
1: each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch.
0: Welcome, DB peeps. Today, for our episode called Musical Musings, we have a very musical guest and special guest, my husband, Sean. Say hey, Sean. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Hi. Ah, Sean, he's like kind of a musical dude. So we thought that this would be a really cool topic and fun topic to talk about together. Sarah is actually going to be popping a bottle of the 2015 Field Recordings from Tommy Town Vineyard. I almost yeah. said Tommy Tune. It's technically a blend, but it is primarily Karen Yen. It's 90% Karen Yen, 5% Merlot, and 5% Cabernet Sauvignon. And it's coming from California.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of funny because I've had this wine, as you know, for a little bit of time now. And I actually just saw this or the beginning of this documentary called Tin City. Yeah, And it's on Amazon Prime. And it's all about the wineries, uh, the tasting rooms that are out there in Paso Robles and how they've kind of made this own, their like, own little community there. And Field Recordings is one of them. Oh. So I actually watched some of that this past week unknowingly um while knowing that we were you know gonna
0: drink this wine so a little unintentional research
1: yeah exactly <laughs> i like it <laughs> i like it tommy town vineyard is small it's only 30 acres and they actually they just released the 2019 vintage you couldn't hear that but i did pop it it, it was, was just very, very quiet and they didn't make it for a couple of years
0: Well, I tried looking for this so we could drink along because I know there are other field recordings, bottles that are out there. They actually have a few different labels, it looks like, but they didn't have what you were drinking. And the guy at the store said it was because they don't make every wine every year because of, you know, depends on the yields. Yeah, they only made 26 barrels of this one.
1: Yeah, that's really nice. Oh my God, it smells amazing. It does. Okay, so we got
0: a cheers. Cheers to you, Sean. Here, he's
2: drinking. To you drinking?
0: Are you girls? We're drinking a California, but it's more of like a Bordeaux blend, so definitely not the same grapes. Oh, I like this. It's like blackberry. I'm
1: gonna let it linger for a while. Okay, but definitely dark fruits, dark berries. You have to let it linger. Cranberries.
2: Cranberries. Yes. How's it going? How's
1: <laughs> <a> good segue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, you're taking me back to like eighth grade, man.
0: I know, right? <laughs> <That's
1: a good laughs> oh, geez.
0: Band. So, so you, this is 14.1% ABV. Uh, you said it's a tiny vineyard located in Happy Canyon AVA, right? Yep, and that's
1: in um, Santa Barbara of, in the central coast of California. It's really not far from L.A.
0: Yeah, exactly. I had to figure out exactly how, how far south we were going, but it's, it's just north of L.A.,
1: Yeah, so not all California wine is made in Napa or Sonoma. So it's good to know. Field Recordings actually has a ton of different wines. You might be familiar with Fiction
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or Wanderwall. You've seen that, and they actually have canned wine. Canned what? They do? Yeah, yeah. So Wanderwall, there you go. There's your other musical Mm -hmm. reference.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um,
1: But just uh, a couple notes. Oh, I know you had something about
0: um, the AVA, right? Oh yeah. So we just went over U.S. wines this past week. And so the rumor is that this AVA is named stemming from the prohibition times. And so bootleg alcohol was very common in that area, commonly produced there. And so it prompted people to quote unquote, take a trip to Happy Canyon in order to get their elite. Whether it's true or not, I kind of don't care.
1: (laughs) I know. I like it.
0: Yeah. I like it. (laughs) I'm good with it. Yeah.
1: So just a couple things about this wine in particular it's aged 10 months in 100% seasoned french oak and they actually use carbonic fermentation to help maintain an old world elegance yeah i mean i definitely think it has a little bit of old world style to it um, but a lot of fruit as well anyways kirinyan
0: is not something you usually see and it's as it's on its own not not primarily like that i know we had talked about this in the context of like turkey day if you could find carignan because that's Mm -hmm. supposed to pair really well but it's pretty rare although i think that carignan does pretty well in california in warmer warmer areas like yeah uh, barbara
1: yeah they like dry arid climates Mm -hmm. that are warm um it's actually native to aragon in spain And right now, it's mostly found in Spain and then in the Languedoc region of France. It's usually high tannins, acid, dark color, usually get like a lot of dark and black fruits, some pepper, some savory notes. It used to be one of the most planted grape varieties in France, let's see, from 1960s to 2000, but in 1980. They nearly halved the grape's total acreage by the turn of the century. And I think it's because of the quality. I'm not exactly sure. Mm. But now it's, like I said, primarily in Languedoc. And it's largely produced as a vin de tabla, which basically just means a table wine. There's also other names. If you're in Spain, they know it as Mizzoulo, which is kind of interesting. So a lot of times when you blend it, it's with GSM. So you'll see it in a lot of those blends with those varietals, but rarely do you see it on its own. So this is a treat.
0: It's a nice little treat for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I'm sure those other Merlot and Cab have like they're just in there to kind of help round things out a little bit more Add a mm-hmm. little extra body and texture. So yeah.
1: actually their 2019 vintage is a hundred percent Carignan. on.
0: Whoa. Yeah. All
1: right. So check it out. If you can get your hands on, uh, hands on it, I did see it on the website. So Wait, I think it's 2019? about 35. 35- yeah, I know. That's what I thought. They didn't age that for very long. No. I don't know. They bottled it. It's about thirty-five dollars. Just in the bottle online. It looks lighter in color. Which okay. surprised me. But again, that's I mean, who knows?
0: That's online. I don't know. Huh. Okay. I'm like in, I'm super intrigued now. I'll have to I'll have to look online a little bit more. Yeah,
1: the label's completely different too now. Oh. So it does not look like what we're gonna post if you're if you go online to look for it.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. All so. right. Well, thanks for the, all of that. Um, I'm bummed that we can't actually drink it. I know. Alongside. I'm gonna have to leave you some so you can
1: uh, grab the rest of this bottle and taste it for yourself. I'll,
0: I'll stealthily come over and like swipe yeah. it. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll do we'll do a you know a social distancing swipe.
0: I like it. All right, so let's let's get into field recording. So field recording actually refers to a recording that's outside of like a studio. So it could be field recording, like you're in a war zone, or field recording, like you're just recording music
2: or just sounds or
0: just sounds.
2: There's a lot of that.
1: Do you ever record just sounds?
2: No, people just record sounds. You can find it like online stuff. There's like sound banks of people that oh, do
1: this.
0: that's true. They oh.
2: post them and you can download them. So if you're like you're using do you need like a coyote or a storm
1: <laughs> so do people record like real coyotes or do they like
2: yeah like they'll go out and they'll, like record like wolves howling or something like that
0: probably clean it up like, just and just go then to, like, a little bit free for
2: sound samples or something like, duck duck go that
0: we did actually do that initially for our DBP song. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. And we were listening through a whole bunch of things. And then we decided to have a <clears throat> gentleman over here record something for us to get us started. So, And it's awesome. So we thank you, Sean. DBP
2: music
0: a la Sean.
2: Did what you guys asked me to. <laughs> it is no way reflected.
0: <laughs> Shh. <laughs> no Sean yeah that's true like we were just like we just need something that's kind of peppy had, guitar stuff we gave him like a few yeah, examples, a few examples and, like, and so he just kind of took
2: me like a couple hours
0: yeah Sean actually we we actually met in band so we are musical by background to
1: some I extent. love that you met in band I think that that's amazing I <laughs> think that that is so cool it's almost like a movie
0: uh mm-hmm. not if you saw it really happen <laughs> Um, it was marching band and we did meet, we did have marching band. So. It's like, it's like so
1: charmingly nerdy, but just romantic at the same time. I mean, cause like Adam follow-up? and I both, I would have never been in band. It's just, I did not have that inclination. I played piano, but I was never like, yeah. you know, that passionate about it, I guess I could say. So I love that, that that's your well, thing. We-
2: we had like one fourth of our school was basically in bands, so like, it's, like one of the things that like a lot of people did, and like we won it state. Had some benef- it had some benefits because like you had like weekend trips, so like and it was like late at night and stuff, so like it was like a good social experience.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, we could go down like a whole rabbit yeah, hole like, with that, but so but our band won state a lot, and we- they did really well in competitions. And our school didn't really have a whole heck of a lot going for it in terms of at that time. Yeah. They've certainly a bunch of other programs more recently, but, or since we were there. That's what
2: like before the school was in it because it was like the (laughs) thing that won. Yeah. So but yeah, you got to go on trips and stuff too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We went went to Disney. Went to Disney. Wow. Yeah. That's like huge.
2: Oh yeah. It was like one of the benefits of going or being in band.
0: It was fun.
1: Is it, the, is it the same now? Do you guys know? Under normal circumstances,
0: yeah. My brother-in-law is a band director at the high school. They actually still go to California Disney. I think it's every other year, I want to say, during spring break. And they usually play during a parade. Um, I know we got to go to like a special recording, and we played like The Little Mermaid or something to the movie or whatnot. Oh, my God. One of my favorite movies. It was very cool. And just, you know, like Sean said, a fun social
1: experience. You know, you learn a little bit, too. But <laughs> So you have to share with us what instruments you both
0: played. I play clarinet.
2: I played trumpet.
0: And oh, you, Sean, played? I did not know oh. you played trumpet.
2: Yeah, I played trumpet. And French horn. Majority. Yeah. And then like towards the end, I switched to French horn, oh. which is
0: right.
2: it's a more difficult instrument. You have to have a better ear for it because you have to like tune while you do it. Because people shove their hand in. I don't know if you've seen a French horn.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have, but like, I they wouldn't be like, hand. that is a French horn.
2: They shove their yeah. hand in a bell, and That's what they use to like tune it as they're playing it. So
0: that seems very difficult. Yeah, brass instruments I just never, never for me. That's how I you feel. Never. <laughs> that's how you feel about which intr- Woodwind. instrument? Oh,
2: okay. And, uh, yeah, saxophone. Like it's yeah, brass it. is easier. It only has three buttons.
0: Yeah, but that makes it so much harder because you have to change your embouchure. Anyway, okay, again, could totally go down this. So we met doing music stuff and Sean is just kind of a musical guy. He's been in a number of bands since with some friends like since I've known him. So that is, I'll dote on him for a second. He's just really talented, but it's so interesting to hear what his favorite things were growing up, sort of his influences. And I think that we've just had a lot of fun doing musical stuff together. And by musical stuff, I don't mean musicals. I mean like going to concerts and shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. My dad is really into music. He's definitely the guy that plays by ear and he plays classical piano by ear. He's been playing piano since he was like two. He's always been an amazing piano player, accordion, the hand drums. And this is similar to piano, but he used to also play the organ at church.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So piano was always like the focus. Growing up, whereas these other instruments for me are like less familiar.
2: Yeah. I, I remember you showing a video of your dad. He was like really good.
1: Yeah, but he's I, I really think, good.
2: Uh, I think piano is like the bass instrument. If I had to choose one instrument, it would be piano, but I can't play piano. I mean, I understand piano, but I can't play yeah. it.
1: It's the only instrument I do know how to play. I mean, not very well, but I can play it. I've heard you. I think you're. I think you need to give yourself more credit. It's, it's okay I you know what during this COVID time I really should be fine tuning my piano skills I really should be getting better because my goal is to play Moonlight Sonata Ooh. I, am, I am I like that's always been my goal I'm not quite there I don't know but I should be doing that I should be trying to play Moonlight Sonata
0: I hear I hear you I she, hear you Jamie so. broke out,
2: she broke out her like Yamaha keyboard mm-hmm Love.
0: yeah reading music is so freaking hard now And getting back into, like, the beats and everything, too. Yep. Oh, shit. Stupid metronome. I hate that thing. And even, like, the clapping syncopation, like, just to figure it out. But, but yeah. So, we all have, like, our own weird musical background or whatever. But, like, what would you say is representative of your youth growing up music-wise? Like, what did you love? For me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I was all over the map. I was, like, Red Hat Chili
1: Peppers actually if we talk about favorite concerts which I know that's one of our topics that's probably one of my favorite concerts okay but then I was like Snoop Dogg <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs>
1: I mean those were probably my two that's favorites cool. oh oh and Sublime i was okay. really into Sublime I was you know I loved their music I mean I still have these CDs
0: you have anything that can play your CDs now <laughs> no. I do I still have a CD player man
1: <laughs> my car my know.
0: new my brand new car actually still has a CD player.
1: When I met Adam, he was still making me mix CDs. He was burning me mix CDs. I still have them, but no, my car is new and does not have a CD player. So you're 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 lucky with that. But what about it. you guys?
0: Go, Sean.
2: I was actually going to ask you, like, what was the your first memory of like music? Like, what your parents play for you? Like, that sounds like what you said before was like more like uh, formative, right?
1: For me, okay. Well, Middle Eastern music. There's, so there's that whole life of music. Cause that's a that was like, that's a huge part of the culture. And then the other part, like my dad was really into like queen and Santana. Yeah. So like, that's what I used to listen to. I mean, he's not from this country, but like that was his thing. And, and then Whitney Houston, of course, oh, of, of course,
0: of
2: course. Right. I was you? waiting for that one to drop. <laughs> Sean, I was giving you a second chance.
0: <laughs> Sean says before we started recording, he's like, "You gonna do an episode on Whitney?" We really should. I, was like, I mean, what? can I
1: tell you guys? I am doing Peloton app right now." Yeah, me too. And the spin classes. There's this one guy that always puts Whitney in his playlist, and I'm like, "You, you, me, and you, we're good." Like, I'm always gonna be. We're in sync. Like, we're on we're, we're on the same page. I, I love it. All if right. you're wondering. Anyways, yeah. Whitney, I mean, definitely I remember dancing to Whitney as a kid in my family room when my dad had just got the first CD player ever.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a memory. Yeah. Getting the first CD player. I, Ours was a bum version. A bum box. A bum box.
0: <laughs> Sean, what are, what's your formative music? What do you remember?
2: I remember uh, if you're from the Chicagoland yeah. area, 104.3.
0: Well, Sure
2: which was basically the oldies station, but oldies. It's
0: still quote unquote oldies, but yeah, I it's mean, playing like Britney Spears. 1990s
2: so. is oldies now, but uh, yeah, like uh, basically early rock Beach and Boys. roll. Yeah, Beach Boys, Little Richard, uh, Motown, you know, Beatles.
0: Monkeys. Birds I mean, was a yeah. big thing with
2: my dad. It was the birds. He had a cassette. That and then also just like classical music. He played some, some. Uh, he had some tapes of that too, but I liked the rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there was that, and then there was like a whole phase of like country music because my mom like just like went on a country tear. What? Jamie's,
1: your face is amazing right now. I wish I wish our Mm -hmm. listeners could hear, look, see
0: her.
2: It It was like ninety. The station was like. Was
0: this like Billy Ray Cyrus? Nine point
2: seven, or I don't even know what it was in Chicago, but uh, I think that's right. Yeah, it was like that kind of stuff. I mean, Garth Brooks. I remember was the first country song. That was the first thing I defined. with country was friends in low places but yeah she was like into that and so basically i listened to that for a bunch of years because it was like what she listened to in the car and then uh then my sister got into heavy metal really yeah so she like i remember her like picking me up from my friend's house one day and then she's like wearing like guns and roses like shirt and i'm like what's that and then she's like let me show you (laughs) and it's like this magical journey (laughs) so she like brings me in and shows me appetite for destruction and it's uh You know, it's got some bad words on there. So she's like, like, don't tell mom. I showed you this. (laughs) And so it's like my first like flirt with danger. So So how
1: old are you at this time?
2: At that age, I was like probably eight years old, nine years old or something. All right.
1: Wow. We still haven't brought up MJ. Anyone?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, every kid likes Michael Jackson. I mean, I remember like trying to do the moonwalk.
0: So (laughs) Lindsay's going to murder me. (laughs) You tried to do the moonwalk like a month ago. Oh, I was Calm down. To it. I was to it. <laughs> so here in our kitchen. Uh, but Lindsay used to love like Macaulay Culkin. And, you know, Macaulay Culkin was in Black or White, like Michael Jackson's yeah. music video, right? So we used to listen to that and watch it. And I think she and one of her friends from when we were younger, like, loved dancing to that. But I cannot get out of my brain or my eyes, like watching Lindsay dance to Madonna, too. Immaculate Conception. <laughs> oh, God. That was a thing. Madonna. Yeah.
1: It I mean, really it was. It really was a phase. Wow. I don't really know what's happened to her, but...
0: She's just aging. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine.
1: You know what I miss, guys, though? Musical videos. Like well, I miss, like, pop Yeah. Yes. Pop-up video was so much fun. It's Like, the best.
0: That was the best. It was a good show. <laughs> Sean's like no. Wait, it wasn't. Sean was just okay. So Sean was just explaining to me the other day, and I can't remember why this came up, but the very first music video played on MTV was what? Video killed the radio star.
2: Yeah, by who? By who?
0: Oh, oh I know God. that song. I forgot who. Oh, I forgot. No. no, it's something that I don't expect it to be. The Buggles. Yeah, exactly. The but it sounds fake. The Buggles. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. isn't that a chip? did that's bugle (laughs) right (laughs) oh but i didn't realize that that was the first it's very appropriate okay now it's playing in my head right oh man yeah so okay what about first
1: concerts first concerts and favorite concerts my
0: first concert was bare naked ladies oh my god i think i've seen them twice uh, I I know that I have because actually we've seen them. Chickeny China, the Chinese, the Chinese chicken. chicken.
2: You have. You I've, have i like I've sick. only seen them like half the time.
0: You saw them like way in the back. Yeah, like yeah. This. But I actually took my dad last year for Father's Day to actually it was his Christmas present. What am I talking about? But we went last summer in Chicago because B&L was doing like their tour and they were also touring with like Katie Tunstall and Better Than Ezra and. God, I just, I loved it so much. It was so fun. Were they just, just like, as good? They're so energetic. They sounded the exact same, like still same personalities, like so fucking great. They were my first ones and I I mean, I, I did really enjoy them. I, my favorite though, I feel like there's too many. Top three.
2: Top three of Paul all McCartney. time. Paul McCartney. Oh, of all time. Well, well we, see, we saw Paul twice, so you had to pick which Doesn't one. Doesn't matter.
1: I didn't know you've okay. seen him.
0: Wow, that's impressive. Oh, he's so good. He's so cute. You just, like, love him. God, we've seen so many, and I feel like I automatically have to go to, like, classics. Like, Rolling Stones were incredible. Um, I got to think about our tables from our wedding, because we named them after concerts that we'd been to. I know. I remember, and that was so great. It was such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. What about you? My
1: first concert, I, f- I think it was Sugar Ray. Oh, that's good. I think I went to some like... How old were you? Oh, God, like 14. Okay. All right. Maybe, you know. Um, I think that was my, my first like actual real concert. In Detroit, there is um, a music venue. It used to be called Pie Knob. Now okay. it's called DTE because it's named after the Energy Center. It's stupid. But it's an outdoor musical concert venue. And that's where I saw the majority of my concerts that I've been to. So yes. Sugar Ray, I believe, was the first real one I went to there. But my favorite, I would have to say, like I said, was Red Hot Chili Peppers and then probably Aerosmith.
0: Oh, how old yeah. were you when you saw Aerosmith? Oh, that was here in Milwaukee. Oh, it was recent. Okay. All right. That was
1: like, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, six, seven years ago, Summerfest. It's Summerfest. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Steven Tyler. I mean, that guy was like, on the move I was impressed this is like Mick Jagger yeah I mean wow I was just like how is he still going it's you know I had high hopes for Mumford and Sons and I thought they did a good job but it was overly packed and it was a short set and I felt like it was both of those things made it not as great of an experience as I wanted it to be you feel a little cheated Yeah. So, Sean, favorite? First and favorite?
2: I think my first one was Grand Ole Opry. (laughs) Oh,
1: Oh, really? really? You know, I've never been there.
2: Yeah, I was, like, on a vacation. So we we had to go because we were, like, driving through, like, Tennessee or whatever. And then that's when I got my first tape, too, which was a Grandpa Joe tape.
0: Why have I heard of Grandpa Joe? Because
2: I was just playing him on YouTube recently. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we do. Uh, So
1: you're talking uh, like cassette tape.
2: Cassette tape, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We just got to
1: clarify for the younger listeners. Yeah. For the babes, yeah.
2: Besides for that, like my first like uh, concert that I went to that I consider like a concert that I wanted to go to. What was the, so there was a radio station in Chicago, Q101. What was the, it wasn't Summerfest, but it was called Jamboree. Warp Tour. No, no, no. It was hosted by Q101. It was like Q101 Jamboree or sounds, something.
0: Yeah, that sounds familiar. But
2: uh, I went to that. It was like right when I started high school and there was uh, Foo Fighters was there.
0: Oh, and yeah.
2: 5. Oh. This is when Creed just came out and stuff. Oh, yeah. Scott Weiland was like solo. Sure. <laughs> uh, Harvey Danger played, I think. So there was, like a bunch of bands. But I remember like Foo Fighters and that was like the first like mosh pit I'd ever seen in real life. And I was just like blown away by it. So that was basically my first concert.
0: What's your so. What's been your favorite? It's too hard to answer. Top three, you made me do it.
2: That's too hard to answer.
0: And I came up with my third one.
2: I'm gonna pick. A, I've seen like a lot of really good bands where I've had like a lot of fun because we've seen a lot of really good acts. But I would have to say like one of my favorite was just because it was like so ridiculous that we actually had to do this was Blur. We went to Oh LA my
1: god! Because
2: this is when they came back uh, for their last album, and uh, they're playing two shows and or in uh, LA. LA and then New York. Um, so like you can only see it in like one or two places. And I was like, they're never going to play again. Like, like this is the only chance I'll ever have to see this band. So like I basically bought a ticket to go see, fly to LA for one day to see them. And I had like a blast
0: now we went together
1: that, that is yeah. that is I love that you guys like go to places to see people because I feel like I would be like even if I really want to see that person I'd be like oh that just seems like a
0: hassle well, we, don't, we don't normally like travel travel for that that was a very unique situation I think yeah. we like when yeah. we were living in the place that shall not be named we did go to concerts still I remember we were there. and yeah. so we drive to like St. Louis like a couple hours or we would drive back to Chicago uh, to see people. Or Madison. Yeah, we did do that. So it's rare that we would actually fly because we're just like, let's go see when they're playing near us, you know? But this was because it was either one end of the country or the other end. And it just so happened the weekends worked out fine.
2: I think another, uh, it might not be my favorite, but I think another memorable one that Jamie was supposed to go.
1: Don't!
2: uh when we lived in the place that shall not be named i guess that's what you guys are calling that's it that's what we call it. Yeah. but i think i was like off for a day or something and it was in madison wisconsin so i just drove up there i think it was like six hours six and a half hours i get there and then i go to see this band and it's bush one of my like favorite like 90s band.
1: i think i remember this yeah yeah we have two crazy two six or seven bush
2: times series, by the way so anyway yeah. Yeah. it's like a it's a guilty like pleasure that
0: Okay. By the way, just so, so wait, just so that people know, Gavin Rossdale is in Bush, Gwen Stefani's ex-husband. Super yeah. great. Super hot, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead.
2: So when I go into this concert, basically this guy walks by and he's got like an entourage. He's wearing like a pink hoodie. He just looks like he's like just running the show. And I just like look at him and I'm literally like, I don't know, 12 feet away from him. And I'm like, that's Robert Downey Jr. I'm like that's Iron Man.
1: I remember this. I do and then no one,
2: this. no one around me is like reacting. Everyone's just like, and I'm just like, that is Robert Downey Jr. and he's got like a group of guys like with him. But no one's like, I'm like looking around, so I think I'm like, like because no one's reacting. I'm just like, I must be going crazy. And that's not him. But I keep on looking. I'm like, that is him. And then I was just like, why would he be here in Madison? And so then like the opening band, I looked it up, and it's like his son was in the band. I'm like, oh, that's definitely him. But still, no one's like reacting. And he's he like, he's in the balcony, like a couple rows ahead of me. And I'm... so then the first band starts playing, and then like they start taking pictures, like Robbie Turner Jr.'s like kind of crew. And then people start to realize like who it is, and then it's just like everyone just starts like mobbing him and like trying to get pictures in the middle of this. Con- and I was just like, it's like so. And so Jamie, speaks, I'm like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I said I texted you. I'm like Robert Downey Jr. is here, and like no one's reacting. She's like, you got to get a picture with him. I was like, I am not doing like that's not that's not my style to begin with. So like I just didn't do it. But when everyone else started doing it, I was just like, oh my god, like his kids playing right now.
0: But you could do it with Jasper when we were in Copenhagen.
2: That wasn't a show. (laughs) That's I saw him like on the street. So I also yeah yeah. met met Jasper from uh, Odd Future. So um, you know Tyler the creator. Like that. I
0: don't.
2: Okay. Well, we were in uh, were we? Copenhagen. <laughs> and we're going to see this like Saint Olaf's like spire or something. And we're walking in, and then like <laughs> Jasper from that crew, like walks down the stairs like and then like walks outside. And then Jamie's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom, comes back outside. I'm like, that was Jasper that just walked walked by us. And then so we walked back out and he was like out there. So then I actually went up and talked to him, got a picture.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's cool that you actually yeah. got a picture. That is cool. It
2: was funny. He was, he was just like, who is this guy? Wasn't
1: he wearing a t-shirt
0: <laughs> like, of himself? Uh, I, oh, my God. That's funny. I, I, that's I, weird. I, I have
2: to look it back at the picture. I
0: think his t-shirt was actually was a t-shirt of him. But, yeah. Oh, wow. Funny. Yeah, yeah. At any rate, do you prefer smaller concert venues or bigger concert venues? I haven't been, so, I haven't been in a long time. I, so, the other the
1: other band I forgot to mention that I used to, like, go, I think I've seen them two or three times was Googoo uh, Google dolls. Mm, okay. I used to be a big Googoo Goo dolls fan. Um, no, I mean, it's been a while. I think now I probably prefer smaller ones. When I was younger, I would probably say bigger. Okay. Um, but I just, as of late, I'm like not a fan of the crowds definitely not given the current circumstances, obviously, but sure. yeah, I don't know. Even before that, like just, I get I'm, like too many people.
0: I do love Summerfest up here. For those who are unaware, it's it's like an 11-day music festival that has of yeah. people that come through here over the course of it. They have huge acts, and it's the two concerts that I had named, Paul McCartney and Rolling Stones, we've seen them on the big stage there. Yeah. But I usually love it, but I will admit that sometimes like, I start to think about the sheer quantity of humans that are gathered in one place, and I'm like, ooh. But I do love it in the sense that you have the ability to see so many different people because there's like there's a number of different stages that you can just kind of float to. I kind of love that because you know you can still see these great acts and not just be you know stuck in one in one spot. And if you're not digging it, then you know you have an option.
1: No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, but for me, for SummerFest, I feel like there has to be an attraction. Otherwise, I'm not. I. Won't just go just to go just because again, it's just the people, and I just get you know it just gets a lot but but i I definitely appreciate that that you can like go from like place to place, and you guys being music people, it just makes so much sense to just get like the day pass and do it, yeah, um, but yeah, I so this year, actually, now that Summerfest has been postponed. Um, I was just looking up who's in the lineup for those of you who are interested because they are postponing it. It hasn't been canceled quite yet.
0: Um, so it's usually the last week of June, first week of July, and now right. it's pushed like push to, uh, it's spread across, is it three weekends in September? Is that right? Look, it
1: looks like it. Yeah. Three weekends in September. Um, it looks like they got, Dave Matthews Band, I feel like is a, I mean, staple. For <laughs> Summerfest, right? Like he's. In Do they business. play a lot? I think they they're there. I feel like they're there all the time.
2: Been playing for a long time. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, but they. I mean, they're like a. They're a festival band.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: like they make sense.
1: So were you guys Dave
0: people growing up? Because uh, I was not.
1: Well.
0: I had a roommate who was obsessed with DMB, and oh my god, <sighs> I listened. We had to listen to it all the time when we lived together, which was was fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's polarizing, right? Yeah. It's either like you're totally into them or you're just not.
2: I mean, I think they're good. It's just like... You
0: know. I just don't want to listen to it all the time. I will, however, say that I did like... Was it on SNL where Dave Matthews played... Wait, he Oz,
2: Ozzy, Oz, Wait. Oh,
0: no, Jack Johnson. Ozzy? Yeah, and then...
1: Oh, Jack Johnson, yeah.
2: He played Ozzy, though, too. I think he played, did Oz, he? I think he played Ozzy as well.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's, he's a funny guy. A good,
2: yeah, he's funny. I like yeah, his I like his humor. But that was like years ago. Yeah.
1: So let me tell you, give you a few other people here. We got the Biebs. We got Justin
0: Biebs. Oh, God. Um, Blink 182. It's been a while since I've seen that right. Listen, I saw them perform on, like, I don't know if it was Good Morning America or something, but... Oh, you want to
2: talk about bands before, like, they... What? I saw them in a parking lot. Warp Tour before, like right before NMI. Oh, really?
0: Chicago, Are you before, serious?
2: Like, yeah, I saw them. I saw Fall Out Boy and the ISU gym. Mm. Where, like, mm. They hit it big.
0: I saw um, John Mayer and Counting Crows at Eastern Illinois yeah. University. I mean, I was like
2: in that whole scene in Chicago.
0: You're so cool, Sean. No, I,
2: it was like all those bands <laughs> I was like listening to like, because it was just like that was the Chicago had a big. Had a it big. was a thing. Punk, right? rock, emo scene in like the early 2000s. So it was like the bands I listened to and then they all hit it big.
1: Also, we've got Halsey, Guns N' Roses. Are these all like the yeah. big, these are all like on the big stage. I don't know. I mean, I think since they got postponed, it's not really. Oh, okay. Okay. Saying. But yes, yeah, so, I would assume so. Um, Chris Stapleton, who I've always wanted to see. Bare Naked Ladies. There you go, <gasps> Jamie. Back again. Back again. Yeah, we saw them. They were Two there. Ago, yeah. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls is coming. <laughs> oh, Sarah. <laughs> I know, right? sticks they
2: played didn't too.
0: we see sticks yeah
2: well i don't know if we saw them but they played again like two years
0: ago yeah yeah i would actually see sticks Luke my Brian. dad used to play a lot of song like a lot of different music like i used to listen to a lot of other classic rock stuff and uh-huh. yeah sticks is definitely something that we used to sing all all fucking time it was great
1: <laughs> so what are your feelings on guns of guns and roses we'd go see him
2: my sister went to go see him She doesn't go to concerts, but she wanted to go see them.
1: Uh, That's how Adam is.
2: Yeah, like a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. Her her and Mike got fantastic tickets for something.
1: So I think Metallica was originally part of it, too.
2: Oh, actually, you know what? Metallica was my first concert.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it
2: was, actually. It was in this cornfield or something in Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah. Me and my buddy Chris growing up. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was before the... um, well, it was after the Grand Ole Opry, but as before the jamboree with like okay. fighters and all that kind of stuff. But yeah,
1: how could you forget about Metallica? That's crazy. I, that I was crazy. With
2: them like for like a year.
1: So Adam is also not really into concerts because he doesn't like the crowds. The only the, but when he heard Metallica was was uh, touring, he was like, "We have to drop everything and go." <laughs> is and
0: it, I was like, but okay. you know what though?" Especially, well, this is how we are now. Like. Maybe we saw Kiss last year mm. when they came. Yeah. They're supposed to come again this year. It was one of those things where I never really wanted to go. I didn't like have a burning desire to go see them. But we also, I think, have been of the mindset lately where we should see these really classic acts because, I mean, historical. Like you don't know day. how long. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, Kiss is good too. But I mean, Kiss is yes,
0: good. Yeah, I. Really good songs. I didn't really... Year. I mean, their songs are good, sure, but I wouldn't like actively like put on their album and just listen to it straight through. But damn, you go to a fucking concert, their show is incredible. I mean, they are just so personable. They like involve the crowd. They're just, it's so, it's, it's energizing. And you just like want to be in, you want to be in that forever. And I think that is a testament to who these people are as musicians and as performers, because I can't imagine that it's easy doing that, you know? It's all about the vibe. Totally.
1: So now that we have um, COVID has entered the scene (laughs) and all of our gatherings have been canceled, what are you guys thinking? I mean, like, do you think online concerts are going to be the next thing? Or, like, what are we going to do for the next however long it is? I mean, Summerfest is postponed, but, like, we we all know, like, will it really even happen? We don't really, you know. It's
2: already happening. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and they're switching stuff over, like, I think I just saw like Riot Fest is doing weekend concerts that are live streamed now. Really? Yeah, and then a bunch of people are just like putting out home performances or these like quarantine videos where like they're with their band like kind of playing and then like putting the videos together and then it plays a song and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting without like touring.
0: Wasn't there just like a big concert that happened like a week or so ago with a bunch of big names who all streamed from home? And oh yeah, Lady Gaga was on it. Is it like yeah. One World something? I don't know. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't tune in for it because wasn't I think it was on like regular TV, and we don't have that. But I think it's certainly a way to keep people connected, and I think it's a way for musicians to stay present. I do get nervous because one of my favorite things and. You know, I listen. I have Spotify. I listen to music a lot. I listen to whatever Sean's playing. He likes to watch a lot of music videos and also documentaries about, you know, musicians and things like that. So I listen to all of that stuff anyway. But one of the things that I love the most about concerts is just like the ambiance and the vibe that we were talking about for the performance. And if you're just watching on a screen, I feel like you don't get that. So I don't think that I personally would be i don't want to see like the long-term future replacing actual physical in-person concerts with the streaming Um, i
1: agree i feel like live is so different than a recorded or you know even streamed version there's just something i mean even the music sounds different when you're live like everything does like it's it's it that's why seeing someone live is such a rush you know and so Some people play like excellent live, you know, and others don't like, it's just the way it is. And so um, I agree with you. I think it's going to be interesting how this pans out and what happens. And I'm interested to, to know if, will some of these artists suffer because a lot of their livelihood is from touring. So like, how are they going to make money if they can't fill concert seats and like, yeah. yeah. You know,
2: another issue is like everything's like probably getting flooded. I think When it first hit, it was kind of like, oh, everyone's going to stop doing what they're doing and, like, postpone, like, anything they're doing. But now it's become people are, like, getting more comfortable with the idea that this thing's, like, going on and, like, people are recording more, writing more. Everyone's, like fighting for years now on the internet because that's the only way you can like get it now so yeah i think the competition for stuff is definitely like increased just because people have time now and like so they have like music they're working on before or something like that they're doing it i'm sure there's artists that like had like other stuff they're doing and now they have time to do stuff they their writing and they're just like i'm just gonna put it out so there's a lot more stuff now coming out, I think.
0: No, I think you're right. Yeah. And, and I like, actually, everyone wants
2: to do a live concert now. And like now that everyone's able to do it, and you don't have to physically like set up a whole tour to do it. Now oh, you can just yeah. Do it.
0: The overhead, the true. production costs, like all of that, like certainly add to it. But everyone's fighting for ears, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's, there's
2: only one marketplace now is the internet. Because whereas before you only had to compete with like, you were in Milwaukee. If you had a concert in Milwaukee that night you're playing live, you only had to compete with whoever else was having a concert in Milwaukee or something. In that area. And now you're just... Yeah everyone on the internet is doing every something at the same time. So it's like, and it's around the world. Everyone's competing. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: feel, I feel like people are getting internet fatigue, you know, you get to the point where you're in, you're on the screen for work, then you're like zooming family and friends and then like watching concerts, whatever. So like there comes a point where it's like, how much can you stare at a screen before you're just
0: like, you're done. You know, I hear you. I'm, and that's that's the other thing. It's like listening is certainly something that is easier on like my eyeballs for sure. And I think yeah. it's something that like, I don't feel like I have to be hooked in watching something permanently. There are definitely things that you can do when you listen that you don't have to do when, or that you can't do while you're watching. So it's a good point. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's one or the other. Like
1: everything that's going on in this situation, in these circumstances, the music scene is definitely, I think, going to be impacted. Your concerts are either postponed
0: or canceled. I guess I'm curious now, like when things like reopen and when they start doing concerts, would you go to an outdoor concert? Like what would be like a timeframe that you'd be comfortable with? To be honest with you, I feel like I'm not going
1: to any large gathering until there is a vaccine or we've got this thing under control, Uh, even if they've opened it up. Like it just does not seem like it's worth the risk for me. Like, sure, it's it's different having like being with a few friends and family versus like a thousand or however many people at a
0: concert. You know, I just I feel like that, that's not worth it. What about you? I'd probably go. <laughs> I actually was thinking the same thing, only because I imagine that when they no one
2: else is gonna go, I'll get the best seats in the house.
0: It's oh, that's so true. Bad. But also because I think that when they do open it up, I think they're going to limit. Like I'm thinking about if we if we were to go to Summerfest and go to like the big amphitheater, yeah. I bet you they're not selling seats next to each other. Like I bet they're like limiting which seats can be purchased, and they're also limiting the number of lawn seats that will be sold so mm. that they allow enough room between you know patrons or whatever. I I bet that's going to go into the decision about how and or when it's opened up. I feel like it would have to be someone who I really, really do want to see in order to go. But yeah, I think I think I would probably go too.
1: Well, you're a-, a mask. Yeah. I mean, for sure. This, I mean, it's a good, I guess this is a good conversation to have in terms of like everything that you're looking at, right? Like the pros and cons. And so like, yeah, that's a good point. Like maybe they will give you enough room and sell less seats or have less people. We'll see what happens. I mean, I feel like no one has any idea of what's going on. And I mean, like we don't even know it's, it's crazy to think that like, we don't even know what's going to happen in two weeks
0: versus like in September. Like that seems, this is like the slowest time ever. I mean, I guess just to bring it back, music is kind of everywhere. It's always been available. It's always been there, and it can speak to a number. You know, speak to how you're feeling. Can Mm -hmm. help you, emote. Can help you take you out of you know whatever it is that's bogging you down, or give you a little bit of an escape. And I think that's that's one of the benefits of music in general, whether it's live or whether it's recorded, and it's something that you're just playing back on your. Cassette tape, or CD, or mm-hmm. or even the vinyls yeah. that are making comebacks, right?
2: Yeah, that's the whole thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, Apes it's definitely an outlet. Yeah. That's for sure. And don't get me wrong, I do love my fucking Disney music. You go on my Spotify account. I'm sure that you can see I've been streaming my Disney favorites, like going on and on and singing those in my head. I'm sure
1: Sean is singing with you.
2: No, <laughs> I don't think we really listen to the same music.
1: Uh, if you're into
2: our weekend, like took like a whole year. Basically now put I love that. Vampire them. Weekend on, and she'd be like, "Turn this crap off! Turn this crap off!" Now she loves them. I do love was years ago.
0: In fact, I recorded a version.
2: Oh yeah, I recorded her singing one of their songs. We did a cover one night.
0: We did. <laughs> this is again. This is what we do. I love it. I think it's she great. During COVID, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's awesome. I mean, I think that music is definitely an outlet for COVID. Like you can put something on, and you know, it makes you feel better. Andrea Bocelli is doing concerts online that stuff will move you for sure i don't know it's an opportunity so can you tell us more about this line ah okay so i think there's more cherry now that's come out since i've been drinking it i definitely feel like i can get that carbonic fermentation that they're doing it's kind of it's not bubbly at all but it has like it's effervescent a little bit like oh really i taste sean's nodding and i feel like he's uh He's, he's, I was
2: just thinking cherry, and I was like, I would probably like that wine.
0: Well, Sean um, would be like, yeah, I think this is a red wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Um it
2: tastes like cherry to me. But
1: There's a little bit of savory note on the ends, but not much. And I honestly, I know that Carignan is supposed to be heavy in, ta- like, in tannin. I'm not
0: getting that. I'm kind of surprised. Sean's looking at the wine descriptions uh, poster I've got in the kitchen. Ah. Would you say is it is it medium is it full bodied? I would say it's medium to full. Okay. Um
1: Yeah. Uh but it's 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 definitely it's definitely fresher fruit like characteristics now that it's kind of opened up a little bit. Yeah. But as far as like tannin, I really don't feel like it has much of that.
0: Um Okay. I don't well, know. So if it's carbonic, it goes through carbonic maceration, that means that it starts to Car- it doesn't soak up as much of the tannin of the grape because what happens is you put in the whole cluster. I don't know if this was all carbonic or if it was just portions, but when you put in that whole cluster, that means that the fermentation starts inside of the berries, inside of the skin. And so what gives the tannin is primarily the skin, although it does come a little bit from seeds and stems and things like that. But I think that's why you're probably not getting as much of the tannin from this particular wine. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, that, that decision by the winemaker.
1: I think that that's what gives it that like, again, it's not bubbly, but there's just some sort of like effervescence that's yeah. like I get with it. It's almost like it's giving it, I think, a fresher quality than you would normally expect with a Carignan, especially one that's a 2015. Okay. Um, it's enjoyable. I like it. I think I knew that before I drank this because <laughs> that's I, why you I bought I it. I had it, but it was—it's been a while, you know. So I didn't know if it was going to be as good. But you well, know, I'd be interested. Still
0: to- aged well. I mean, you said it, yeah. Like, Twenty fifteen, so five years. Yeah, I mean, so it still has that fresh fruit. Normally, it would start to kind of pick up yeah. some your stewed, cooked fruit flavors as it ages. So yeah, more tertiary I, flavors. I'd Leather. be interested to try their
1: 2019, just because now that. It's already out there and also it's a hundred percent. I may order one. We'll see. Sean is like making just weird
0: faces about wine descriptions. Honestly, honey, I love you, but you can't taste the difference in wines.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, technically you can. You, you know, know
1: what red or white is? is?
2: Yeah, I can taste the difference between those two.
0: Red and white. That's good. But do you remember I, what Burgundy tasting? He was I like, was gonna oh. say. I was like, gonna that say one's so much better than that one. And it was I was going to say, I think, I think Sean, I
1: think you're um, undermining I also, yourself. I feel like, I feel like when we went, we've done wine tastings together. Yeah. And I, I also remember like- winning
2: a wine <laughs> trivia game amongst everyone. <laughs> I also remember winning that and how embarrassed both both you were when I won. We, I we, like completely guessed and I got the stuff right.
0: We played like, the blinders card. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Just
2: like I can't believe I won this.
1: Yeah.
0: It was. <laughs> funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that and being at Wine Tasting's View, I mean, you definitely, you definitely were able to tell, like, the differences between the wines that we were
0: drinking. But that's only so, when you have, like, a side-by-side, like, he, that he, that's, like, the only wine tasting he's been to, I think. And I he, mean, I've tasted
2: many wines, just by virtue yeah. of knowing this
0: I one. mean, obviously you have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But I mean like an association.
0: We we don't typically have like three poured at once and like taste like side by sides.
1: Well, Jamie and I, before all this was going on, we had a couple like uh, side-by-sides we were gonna do with you boys that we had planned out. So yes, we plotted. So we might make this happen. Yeah. Wow. All right. Thank you, Sean, for joining us today to talk about music. Yeah. Thanks, hon. And
0: Thank uh, yeah. Rock Cheers. on. Cheers, Rock on, on, bitches. Party on, Garth.
2: Mm-hmm. Party on.
0: Party on Wayne. Yeah. There you go. Here we
2: go. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DBP Cheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from
1: you, so send your questions,
0: comments, and fun wine or topic
1: ideas to DBPCheers at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers from the girls of DBP.